Yeah, the rivet guns are running and the welders are firing. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Cedarstrom, your favorite right-wing wacko extraordinaire, and we're live on this 16th day of June 2020. It's a great day to be alive for us pandemic survivors that are still alive and kicking. And this show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. We offer gold and silver, real money, real American money, things that our forefathers and our constitution, our constitutionalists thought that you should have, things that uh, can't fly off of printing presses, labor-intensive, things that require helmets and pickaxes so you can increase money supplies. You know, old-fashioned, antiquated ideas. We can help you maintain those values if you call us at 1-800-951-0592. You can also head out uh, to the Information Superhighway. I don't know if anybody calls it that anymore. At uh, www.allamericangold.com. That's updated daily with news, prices, everything. Of course, uh, the Internet, the Al Gore Internet, uh, my cousin Mark said he was talking to his wife about what's an algorithm and she said well that's what Al Gore invented <laughs> an algorithm all right I'm sorry that laugh in the back the chuckle is Joe Jaquin president of this great company the nephew runs the show here uh, does a great job thanks uh thanks for being with us today Joe glad to have you how you doing this morning man so oh, it's, it's been a busy busy morning Eric a, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, we we had retail sales out today, and everybody was really excited. A big bounce back from uh, from April to May as as businesses reopened. We also have Jay Powell uh, giving testimony in front of Congress. The biannual, uh, twice a year, the the Federal Reserve chief uh, has to talk, and it's really you know again all of these numbers. Uh, we, we are hard to, to, to realize when you see record this and record that. You know, we had the, the largest drops on record. Uh, this seasonally adjusted retail sales number today uh, was the largest increase on record. Uh, but when you look at year over year, uh, sale, retail sales in May uh, down 6% year over year, which leads me to believe once again the seasonal adjustments are quite heavy uh, from the from the Federal Reserve. I mean, you think about all the things that that aren't in action. You know, New York uh, still hadn't opened in May, as an example. The whole state was still closed, right? Disneyland's not opening. Disney World's not open, right? All of these things. Uh, so there's there's a lot of season in the numbers. The V recovery is happening in the equity markets. Uh, this morning, I listened to Kramer a little early. And he was talking about McDonald's and, you know, the, 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 the large corporations are actually starting to do very well simply because most companies didn't have four months of payroll and expenses put away. So they're independent. You know, the little burger joints that uh, if you say, well, I'm not going to go to McDonald's anymore. I go to, you know, Bob's Burger, for lack of better words, or Pete's Burger or Joe's Burger. Those guys apparently didn't make it. Well, you know, you think about this Caterpillar, the worst sales on record in their company's history, right? And and you look at automobile sales and how far down they are. You talked about McDonald's. Listen, McDonald's sales were still down 5%. Right. 
Yeah, I know, which normally would be what? I think yeah, that's that un- would, that'd unprecedented. Be disastrous, but unprecedented. But for that considering what it was down in April, it looks better. Yesterday we did the Treasury numbers. We had a guy on our YouTube think that uh, the numbers weren't real. But they, uh, the U.S. Treasury reported, and it is the Treasury. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Treasury. You can look it up yourself. Listen. We work hard to get the, the right news out. And I think the numbers were real. Wh- whether or not you want what number do you want to look at? Here's the great thing about numbers. Give me a number. Well, give us the FICA number. And, and I can give you a good or a bad depending on what number. It's like McDonald's, right? I can make that negative 5% look really good, or I can make that negative 5% look really bad. Well, well, you have a Treasury statement. You have a a uh, Bureau of Labor and Statistics with a statement. You have a household survey with a statement. Now, the the the, the BLM and the household, those are surveys. Those, right. That's not actual data. Do you ever know anyone who was ever called in a survey? Have you ever I, known anyone? Well, I, I... Did you get called? I've been called for a survey and hung up on people. Well, I had someone call the other day, and I told them the Cedarstroms were out on their yacht, and they wouldn't... I told them I was Jeeves, the housekeeper... And uh, they wouldn't be back until it was gauche to wear white after Labor Day. So, and uh, he said, okay, he'll call back after Labor Day. So if you want to, you, when you go <laughs> to the Treasury monthly statement, they do it every month. You know, that's kind of how you get the budget deficit number for the month that's off the but Treasury. But yesterday, statement. yesterday the numbers were FICA from the Treasury. FICA, yeah. And they said the FICA numbers from the Treasury are down, down 30, 33%. 33%. So how is that number down? For a 30, month, for a quarter. For, for, for the month. For the month, okay. Down 33%. How does that equate to only 13% unemployment? That is a good question. Now, let me give you another number. Since we, you know you want to you want a challenge, great. I love a challenge. You want to you want to out research me. I, it's never going to happen, but you can try. So let, let's look at some numbers uh, talking about what's happening in unemployment. According to and I want to want to quote the sources here. So yesterday it was the Treasury statement, and you can get it. It comes out every month, and it's a, an Excel spreadsheet. It takes about five minutes. To, to load it onto your computer if you're so inclined to do so. Today, we got a number that 33, I think it was 33 million, maybe been 30 million people got an unemployment check. Okay? 30 million people got an unemployment this check. This week? According to the government. Or total. But they only said 21 million people were filing continuous claims. Well, figures lie and liars figure, but uh, you never know where you're going to end up in that equation on any given day. But here at the Patriot Radio News Hour, we work hard to separate the wheat from the chaff. Stay with us. We'll be back after these messages. Patriot Trading Group, Patriot Radio News Hour. So what number is right? Is the Treasury statement, monthly statement right? Is the Bureau of Labor Statistics, is their number right? Is the household survey right? I mean, how can they be so different? Right? Because this is, everyone wants to know, well, wait, that doesn't work. How does that math work? The math doesn't add up, right? Well, according to the Brookings Institute, okay, they think they've discovered the reason. Okay, now, take it for what it's worth. Again, this is just me telling you what they're saying. Due to... The extenuating circumstances with the government giving the extra $600 and the coronavirus itself is why the numbers look so skewed, at least according to Brookings. But here's what they think happened. They said that 
Their, their household survey says there's 21 million people filing continuing claims, okay? But yet we know that the, according to the unemployment rate, that didn't those two numbers didn't connect. And, of course, the Treasury Secretary or the Treasury statement says FICA collections were down 33%. They said here's what they think happened anyway. And, again, this is the, the Brookings Institute logic. They said for the Bureau of Labor Statistics – to count you as unemployed, okay, for you to count, you have to be looking for work for, uh, you know, as Not you're Not just getting a check. Correct. After the fourth week of, now, if you got laid off from Corona in March. Okay? And, you're, and you're not looking for work. Right. And you're getting a check. After the fourth week, the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics stops counting you. Because you're not actively looking. Now, wait a minute. I think, don't you have to be looking for work to get an unemployment check? Don't you have to fill in the, yes, I went uh, to Vandalay Industries? <laughs> and, well, <laughs> I think, again, what, what the, again, this is Brookings, not me, because that is true. I believe that to be the law of unemployment. Right, I think to, it's on the form. You, you have to actually pretend to be looking, but I think because Corona... You were given a hall pass. Now, Brookings says that was 6.3 million people. Okay. That still doesn't get us where we need to be, Eric. However, what they said was there was an additional 5 million workers that were temporarily laid off. You know what's In so other weird? words, they were under the furlough category which they said was inadvertently mislabeled. That was when the Bureau, remember they came out and said, hey, the next day, they came out and said, ah, that 13% number may actually have been 16%. You know what, though? They that was for these furlough workers. They used to you know, even tell you they'd add salt and pepper and seasonally adjust them. They don't even bother to do that anymore. Everything is gospel so, when it right. comes out. So this is the number. So according to the Brookings Institute, the numbers that we got last Friday – we're off by 11 million, well, and actually... Oh, Which way? 11.3, not to the good. Oh, okay. To, to, was worse by 11.3 million people. And when you do that, all of a sudden, the Treasury statement makes a lot of sense. So those two numbers kind of go together. If you do, right. that's where Brookings. So Brookings, now Brookings I'm guessing, Brookings not Institute. By. And again, you can. Who you, owns the Brookings Institute? Well, you don't. And again, are they left leaning, right leaning? I don't. You sure it's or, not Brooks Robinson's? Or are they bipartisan? I don't know. Listen, this is just one group trying to explain the difference. And I'll say this. That kind of makes sense to me because that's my feeling on it. So you weren't lying yesterday, just making up numbers? Uh, yeah, I, I don't actually do that, believe it or not. Joe, I think you need to get madder, and I'll tell you why. Because there's a study. It's all over this morning. I want you people to sit down and shut up. We're on the radio. It says, poll, Americans are the unhappiest they've been in 50 years. It's been rough on the American psyche, folks, and the U.S. are more unhappy today than they were 50 years ago. 
You know what? It's true. Ask my, ask my I, wife. I, I believe that to be. I mean, I'm not 50 yet, but I feel like when I was in my mom's womb, I was happier. I can tell you, it's tough. All you people have been married for decades, you know, and my wife and I kind of get on each other's throats. It's, we, I still haven't been to a store in two and a half months. We haven't been out to dinner and in again, four months. You're the problem. I know. And everybody out there listening. Okay, all of you know people like Eric. All of us do, right? I mean, I'm not, you know, obviously not liberal, but I do take high blood pressure pills, well, which apparently makes me uh, in one of the uh, the uh, camps for being at risk for getting stuck on a ventilator. I don't really want to get on a ventilator, nor do I really want to go in a store anyway. But I do kind of miss taking the misses out for dinner on well, Friday. I'll give you another story. So everyone knows, and, and my oldest son plays football in Chicago for Lake Forest. We got an email from the school yesterday, and actually I think it was two days ago to be honest, that said we're canceling all the dorm reservations. Because all the kids, you know, I'm rooming with you. Well, yeah, you got to book your room a year right, in advance. Right. right? canceled all the housing contracts, and they essentially are going to cut in half the number of students that are allowed to be in the dorms, which means I don't know what happens to the enrollment at the school, but if you were in a two-person room, it's now a one-person room, a four-person room, a two-person room, so on and so forth. What the hell is that going to do? I mean, really. if, if Everybody in- has to wear a mask. Yeah, I know. All the high schools here. Classes, same thing. Every class size, and again, it's a smaller school, so class size probably not that big of a deal, being six feet apart. No word on whether they'll allow sports to be played. Uh, The football coach yesterday told my son that he thinks they're going to play, but there's going to be no fans allowed. Yeah, there's no way. The dollar's going to collapse, ladies and gentlemen. You can just count on it. There's just nothing they can do. Now Trump's down to $1 trillion in stimulus. No, 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 no. So I figured it out. Okay. So... They're talking about one trillion for the states. Trump's trillion is for infrastructure. Oh, right. That. So you you take the trillion for the states plus the trillion for Trump. That's two trillion. Then you got to factor in are the the unemployed or the mystery people, whatever category or bucket they want to fall into. I don't know which. Are they going to get another stimulus check? That would be more money. So right now, no. More stimulus. End of July, uh, you don't get an extra 600 bucks. That ends. Uh, the the waivers for mortgages and rents comes to an end. All of that stuff would come to an end right now, and you would have a package of $2 trillion. Well, this morning on Fox News, I was up early. I was digging tree wells. You know, you guys, you older boomers like me understand that you get up early and get your work done. It's kind of nice. And uh, But the... Uh, on the screen, because they had Pal talking, on the screen, now this is the difference between 2 and 1 and 3 and 5 and $7 and trillion, is the Fed has now opened up a municipal liquidity facility. This is why you don't need Nancy Pelosi's uh, anymore. You don't need anything. The Fed has opened. Now, these are for all the cities who can't make payroll. These are for all the states, all the counties, everything. A municipal liquidity facility. I saw it go by my screen and I went, what? Wait a minute. Yesterday they announced that they were saving the stock market by buying all the corporate debt. 
Stock market was down eight nine hundred points early in the morning. Finished up a hundred and fifty uh, on the news that that the Federal Reserve was going to start buying corporate debt. corporate debt, and specifically corporate debt of companies that maybe are either right right before junk status and into junk status. Today's, uh, today's 800 points, the Federal Reserve established the municipal liquidity facility to help state and local governments better manage cash flow pressures in order to continue to serve households and businesses in their communities. This is just to pay bills. Right now, uh, I'll use L.A. as an example. They can't pay the overtime pay to their cops right? because they don't have any money. So how much do you think this is? How much the window? Now, remember, the Fed has to, what, sell $50 million in bonds or five is it five ten to one five hundred million in bonds to issue a half a trillion in credit correct right five hundred so, million would equate to to five billion what's funny is they loan the money to the banks whatever bank it is jc jp Morgan. oh yeah whatever. well the banks love it because they do they get the vig on right. it. not that get, it's the a bank big gets big, the but they get they, but they get a vig so the fed creates the digital currency gives it to the bank and then the bank buys the treasuries, and then the Fed can create the treasuries ten to one on fractional banking. So with five hundred million, they now created a half a trillion dollars more this morning of short-term notes directly from the U.S. states and the District of Columbia, the U.S. counties with population of at least five hundred thousand residents, and U.S. cities with a population of at least two hundred and fifty thousand residents. So again, if you're in a rural area, like oh, everything, boy. you don't get. Nothing. Eligible state-level issuers may use the proceeds to support additional counties and cities, in addition to the primary and secondary markets for municipal securities, and will evaluate whether additional measures are needed to support the flow of credit and liquidity. Now, this doesn't help with the pensions. This is just to try to to get by on a day-to-day basis. Day-to-day basis, make payrolls, keep the lights on. Now, if you're doubting the validity of that, you may go to federalreserve.gov. See, we, we give you where we get it monetary from. policy, and you can, you know, parse it for yourself. one 800 The Dow's up 500 points. Gold's up 10. Uh, oil's up uh, uh, half a percent. Oil's at $37.30. And, and the, the equity boom created by stimulus, and this is what everybody knows, every trader knows, that we may be either A, the only way – that we're going to get out of this horrible predicament, and this is not just here in America, this is a global issue, is going to be a vaccine. Barring that, that the only thing left is stimulus. So stimulus has to bring everything back to where we were to pre-pandemic levels, not just in America here, but worldwide. Now, while that's going on, there's Chinese trade wars that uh, really, we Joe and I figured out what it was all about. It turns out that part of the Trump trade war with China, one of our demands was allow American Express to issue credit cards to Cha Ching and his wife. And that's what happened. There is a big piece of that for the financial sector. Uh, yesterday, Wall Street Journal. Again, if you want to check us, go ahead. Wall Street, Wall Street Journal. Street Journal. Okay. Oh, I got it. American Express is uh, now selling credit cards to the Chinese, right? And that all came uh, from the phase one deal uh, with with the Chinese. Of course, now the Chinese 
Uh, are they honoring that Phase 1 deal? Uh, apparently not, but irrelevant to that. So you want to put an American a- Express? Amex is now selling credit cards. So all of a sudden, it is kind of funny. We haven't really heard too much more about the soybean shipments. Remember, they were getting all fired up about it. The media, hate China, hate China, hate China. And all of a sudden, the hate China talk has died down a little bit. And I, I wonder if it's because American Express... The Chinese have signed off, and Amex is now uh, issuing cards in China. Well, look how unfair it is. In China, HSBC, everybody's got an HSBC credit card. They don't know what it stands for. 90% of the people running around the, the world doesn't know that's a, a Hong Kong, Shanghai bank, HSBC. So, sounds American, though, kind of like the J.D. Power. That's American on J.D. Power. Here's another little problem, too, that's brewing in the world is refunds. The refund demands are now leading to a cash crunch for corporations. Payment processors tell customers they'll take care of the nagging details, but lately they are emerging as yet another headache for businesses hit hard by the new coronavirus. This is you, your your PayPal, PayPal and, Stripe, you know, so Venmo's, Square, and whatever it may be. These are these uh, the the growing popularity of these payment apps. Uh, all of a sudden, now when you want to get your money back. They have a little problem. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're going to have to wait. So the uh, they... payment processor doesn't have it. So that's interesting, isn't it? So, ah, well, just more more fun and frolic with the socioeconomic destruction of America. With your favorite two right-wing wackos, the tinfoil nation continues. It's half time here on a Tuesday, but every day is Tuesday now. We'll be back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. The liberal takeover of American culture is undeniable. Everyone knows television, movies, music, and just about every other form of mass media is dominated by a leftist outlook. The slippery leftward slope of Hollywood is just as undeniable. What was considered unthinkable a generation ago is now embraced with open arms. What was tolerated by our parents is considered an inalienable right now. As our media goes, so goes the rest of our society, and I fear our republic with it. Nothing I just said is shocking to anyone. However, what shocks me is that no one seems to care. We just accept the Hollywood lies as inevitable and let them go unanswered. For me, Hulu's new series claiming to document the life of my mentor Phyllis Schlafly was a breaking point. They spent $50 million saying that their series was supposed to be entertainment that's, quote, based on true events, end quote. One reviewer even said that their fictionalized version was, quote, more illuminating than a documentary, end quote. Of course they don't care about history. They don't care about truth. The only two things they care about are money and power. The money comes when they get lots of people to watch it, and the power comes when they destroy the legacy of a conservative titan like Phyllis Schlafly. Remember, this is bigger than you and me. Hollywood is targeting our children to turn them against us, against America, and yes, against God. The average age of a Hulu viewer is 32 years old. That means there are a lot of millennials and even children of millennials hearing the conservative arguments of Phyllis Schlafly for the first time ever but through the lens of Hollywood. If that doesn't scare you, I don't know what will. We can't just shrug off this problem and hope it'll go away. 
If the last few decades of cultural decline have taught us anything, it's that the problem is only going to get worse if we sit idly by. We need to carefully screen what media we allow into the lives of our children. And we need to fight back and give children a conservative perspective. We need to do that by supporting upstart conservative media. It's time all Americans get back into the fight to reclaim our culture. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The hypocrisy and lies of the liberal media are alarming and even incite public unrest. But the fake news and the commentators who slant coverage are finally being exposed. At phyllisschlafly.com, we promise to provide timely alerts and take effective action on your behalf. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, thanks for tuning in and staying with us. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy lives to allow us into them. Uh, don't forget, we got the new gal out front. She's soloing today, Brooke, babbling Brooke out there. So you guys uh, be nice to her, okay? She's a, she's a perfect, perfect fit here at Patriot. She came in from uh, history, a uh, country background, history She's got uh, family in Idaho, uh, raised with the four G's, and she's getting it. She's picking up on this really fast. So, and you know what's funny? You people are just so awesome. We love all our listeners and our customers. Is some some will actually tell you what to tell her what to do. Okay, now okay now you give me my trade number. <laughs> she did. She said that the other day. They just the guys are like, here, let me tell you what to do. Well, she's she's doing a, a wonderful job. We're just she's oh, like, she's catching on quick. I don't know. You got lucky, but I tell you this. This company has, I've always thought, the radio station up 1360KHNC.com and Patriot, we've just been lucky, you know, just incredible. Divine Divine intervention. intervention. So, Brian with a Y. And by the way, I hate to bring up radio business because we're simulcast everywhere, but 1360KHNC, our cup runneth over. We are almost full now on the weekends. We're uh, getting really, really, really close. close. So, I mean, the, you know, the... We really have this, a big so. meeting on Thursday. Uh, we'll have the website updated with the new uh, shows uh, by Friday morning. Uh, we're, Jason's already been talking to several more people, so we're, we're filling up quick. We just want to thank everybody for the tremendous support. And, you know, this is a family. And the new people tell us when they come in that everybody's so nice that they treat me like family. And when you come in here, that you are family. And that's the one thing that, that we've always been about here. We try to do business and support each other, like-minded, and, and the generosity and intelligence uh, of the listening audience and everyone that I've you know been lucky enough to become acquainted with. And, you know, people run businesses and they say, I'm not here to make friends. I always ran the businesses I was. We're here to make friends. I mean, you know, it's what we've done. It's how we've run it. Well, so. you know the old saying, if you can't screw over your friends, who can you screw That's over? That's right. I mean, well, come on. You can pick your friends, but you're stuck with your family. So now you're family. Anyway, an interesting thought. Joe was talking about, you know, that the colleges don't know what to do. They don't really know what the the uh, protocol is going to be. And if John Hopkins, which John Hopkins University started all of this. If you remember, they shut down the basketball tournament, yep. which is what started it. Well, yeah, you forget about right. that. March Madness. He shut down March Madness. He shut it down, and then the NBA is like, well, what are we going to do? I mean, we're not going to. They shut down the NBA, right. baseball. The, today, the commissioner's like, that's it season. We're not even going to play. It all started with that, with John Hopkins. So now, the one thing that nobody Damn knows. Damn that Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> so you get you get to Joe doing, doing uh, numbers from the Treasury and from the Brookings Institute and the BLM, and, and, and it's just like getting 
data on the coronavirus? Right. Does it kill you? Do you do do people run around and don't know they have it? Um, right. Is it that you're going to be on a ventilator if you're you know guaranteed if you're this age? And this is the, what we're dealing with: the age of misinformation and so much of it. I mean, somebody could come out and say, "I have the cure," and if they're not selling stock, nobody will pay attention. Good point. People won't know it. They won't know if it comes because they're like, well, this guy says it, but there's, there's 900 other stories that say they don't. So the age of doublespeak is here, misspeak. I mean, you know, we're just trying to separate it. But yesterday on our radio station, which is why I brought up 1360 KHNC, we do an afternoon show with Jason and Brian with a Y. And Brian, talk about family. His father, his father was a customer of mine a quarter century ago. So this is, we're now into generations of doing this, and he talked about on the show yesterday about the uh, chop or what a chaz right. or well, whatever. Chaz is now chop, right. I guess. Right. That's the Seattle uh, community there that's overrun the seven blocks of downtown. Right. So apparently, if you're a Husky football player, you don't need a dorm room; just get a tent. Right. Right, you, right there, you can stay for free. But he brought up an interesting point: that what if it was the Branch Davidians that were occupying downtown Seattle? Oh, never, Waco. It's never, brilliant. Never thought of it. Brilliant. Do you think? If Randy Weaver was right. the leader. Right. Or, the, or, or David Koresh. David Koresh. Yeah. If it was the Branch Davidians or Christians trying occupying. If the white supremacists were, were there, right? Same I mean, thing. if that was the case, if that was the case, would we be seeing completely different response from Jay Inslee and Mayor Jenny? I just thought it was a great point. No one's brought that up yet. So apparently, you know, the, the Branch Davidians were in their own property that they bought. That's the difference. The people that are occupying CHOP didn't pay for anything. <laughs> right? When you own your own property and you're in there going, leave us alone. No, 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 you're Christians. You're coming out of there. But apparently, if you're a nihilist, you don't believe in God, country, or family. And if you get out of line, you know, that you're, gonna, you're defacing everything. And if you get out of line, we're going to riot. We're going to riot. That everybody's afraid of you and you've got to bow down. God bless America, what's left of it, and God bless our President Donald Trump because he threatened this morning to crack down on Seattle again. And the anti-police brutality protesters who've taken over several blocks of the city unless municipal and state leaders move to reclaim control of the streets. You know, it's interesting. It's their sovereign nation, and I'm like, well, where's their navy, you know? <laughs> Do they have a navy? They're I mean, declaring themselves a sovereign nation? What do they have? Well, that's what, that's been their point the whole time, so... You know, if not that, at least an Indian reservation. I don't know. So he says if the if Washington doesn't do their job, you know, Washington, Seattle, whatever, if they don't do their job, I'll do the job. Told reporters at the White House, adding that he's discussed the situation with Attorney General William Barr, and that I mean, there are what, ten different things he can do. What's the strategy here for Seattle? If you're the mayor or or the governor of Seattle, what is your strategy? What you're they're going to get tired and eventually go home? Or, I, guess, I, mean, I don't yeah. know what they can't starve them out because apparently their parents are making them sandwiches and FedExing them into the zone. But Trump wouldn't say how much longer that he's going to allow the protesters at the. Uh, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, Chaz. We all know it's CHOP now. The Capitol Hill Occupied Protest is what that stands for, if you're keeping well, track of Ari- acronyms. I know as a resident of Arizona, I did not like Chaz because it ended in AZ. Right, yeah. And the Chaz. Anyway, we have a governor who is stiff. He said a Washington governor, Jay Inslee, and a mayor who said this is a love fest. <laughs> she did, too. 
The president's been assailing Seattle and Washington now. But again, don't forget. This is the divide in this nation. The bikers say they're going to fix it 4th the, of July. This, this so. is the divide. Where You would think the residents of Washington would be losing their minds. Where's their voice? Right. Where's their voice? And again, there. there's not that. There's not enough of them. Well, because the whole thing, every press in Washington is liberal. The right. whole thing. That's what I'm saying. This is we've we've lost. I mean, we're losing here. The socialists are winning, and Seattle's a prime example. Again, Branch Davidians downtown wouldn't have gone this long. Well, that wouldn't have lasted a day. Oh, so ah, let's check on some more liberal places. At least seven Minneapolis police officers have resigned and seven more in the process of doing so because of lack of support and department-wide criticism from city and state officials following Eight, blah, blah, blah. The 18 in Atlanta now have resigned. Did you see, see Florida? Florida said, come on down. The, the SWAT team in Florida resigned. How did Florida? Because why? Because it's all a bunch of old gummers. It's all a bunch of curmudgeons, right? So I guess all of us baby boomers are down there, right? We're not going to put up with this nonsense. Florida has now become a conservative hotspot of all places. So, I don't know. But you live in interesting times. Be careful what you wish for. You know, we can have riot, but I don't think we can all get the day off. So Patriot Radio News Hour will continue. Stay with me. You're listening to Voice of Reason in the World Gone Mad, no doubt about it. Patriot Radio News Hour, I'm Eric Cedar-Strum. Thanks for oh, tuning in today. We really appreciate it. Uh, so much news. You can't even get to it all. I mean, there's the misinformation, disinformation, a lot of information. I mean, it's just all information everywhere. It's really hard. And I know you, you know, try to be particular about what you hypothesize as you digest all this, but... It is amazing. You got to admit, even it's even worse than you know we ever even predicted here. And let's face it, you know that's not easy to do. You know, I'm the uh, ultimate catastrophist. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, who predicts uh, Seattle's seven square blocks of downtown Seattle is going to be an autonomous nation and nobody's going to do anything about some, it? Some of their demands are similar to what uh, South Africa, Nelson Mandela, uh, Robert Mugabe. Now they're talking about because uh, they want. Uh, white farmers to release farmland. Did you see that yesterday? So that that's right out of the Mugabe playbook, you know Zimbabwe. And you're like, well, you know, I don't I don't think that's going to fly here. A because the the American farmer, the family owned farms are at an all time low, and the corporations run everything. And I'm sure they're just laughing. But uh, again, it's just nuts. Now, Speaker of the House Pelosi likened a police chokehold to a lynching last night on CNN. <laughs> How are you supposed to restrain people? You know, it's like, oh, we all live in this kumbaya world and nobody ever gets out of line. It's just the it's just the evil police. So, yeah, she told CNN's Wolf Blitzer that she sees no reason why the Republicans wouldn't support a ban on police chokeholds. You know, your father-in-law, God rest his soul, my brother, when he got home from the Marine Corps... That's the first thing he did. Put a carotid choke on me till I passed out to see if it really did work. <laughs> it's just a test. Yeah, when he got home from boot camp in the 70s, we just stayed away from him for a long time. <laughs> Bank of America finds 78% of investors see market as a tad bit overvalued. The risk appetite surged in June as investors have reduced cash holdings and hedge funds have piled into equities. 
But most money managers think the stock market is overvalued, according to BOA. The seven-day poll that ended June 11th, again, they didn't call me, just as the S&P 500, its worst drop since the March turmoil last week, indicated that fund managers are slashing their cash positions and piling into equities. Now, this is something, it's the worst ever. Think about the stock market bubble there in uh, uh, the tech bubble. Well, we don't know yet until the earnings come out. You know, because Alan Greenspan called it irrational exuberance, right, and tried to claim, well, I told you that it was too frothy. These numbers are higher than then. The April, May, June quarter, so hang around for July, should be quite interesting. Well, the banks have a, a cure for it. Now, all these guys that are coming out on TV to try to justify why you should be buying are now saying, well, if you go to 2022, forget about 2020, and 2021, we're going to pretend it never happened, but based on our, our projections for what these companies are going to do in 2022, we're only at 19 times, so it's all fine. You know, the world that we live in, a lot of people, you know, especially here, the, the, the circle that we travel in, and I talk to hundreds of people on busy days, and I gather a myriad of opinions, but uh, what's amazing is that, you know, even the, the farthest right tinfoil conservatives believe that Trump was put in place for a reason. And really, when you look at it, the number one story today, which we haven't gotten to, which we're going to now, is uh, Stephen Roach did a interview on the u.s dollar that the strong dollar dollar era may be doomed now we have a president who doesn't want a strong dollar trying to compete globally and bring manufacturing back to america we got a fed that's backed him up we're heading into negative interest rates we're at zero heading into negative will be the next leap of the creature and and we we don't even know they they have so many programs now they're buying everything right they're buying they don't even use pelosi they're buying this today was the municipal window you know, let me, how many times have they opened up a municipal window? Anyone at home want to play along with us? Uh, this is the first. I was just going to say, yeah, never. It's never happened. Ever. Cities and states are now banks that they can borrow from the Fed to make their payroll. So they've papered over all of this. So how long can you continue to print money? When I came out of retirement four months ago, the first show I did was look up hyperinflation on Wikipedia. It's very simple. Hyperinflation comes from the creation of money without correlating goods and services. This is what we're doing. Now, do things happen right away? No. And thank God. I mean, nobody's praying for the uh, economic demise of the United States of America. Quite the opposite. I want to see us get out of this. Don't forget, I've got children and grandchildren. I'd like to see them grow up in some semblance of what was, you know, once this great country. So, and again, where we're going, the, the money that has to be created, part of the demands also yesterday out of the CHOP, was reparations for African Americans, descendants of slaves. Uh, the, the you know, of course, the the black entertainment television founder and oh, president. He, yeah, he said it's only fourteen, 14 trillion. trillion, but yeah. they they've they've come to a compromise. They just want monthly lifestyle payments. Oh, lifestyle. So they payments. just want payments every lifestyle month. of the rich and famous. You know, I read it. Started to read a book by Philip Wyeth. He's a listener here and a customer that he wrote a sat- satirical book about they created a, a reparations department like the Homeland Security, and there's creditors and debtors, and they go back and your family tree. And if you ever, if your family ever owned slaves, you owe money. This is the family you hurt. You owe them monthly payments, and they actually create. Everybody's got to get a test, right? Right. And they, by historical documents. So me, I mean, I'd be in a lot of trouble. I come from Viking blood. So depending on how far back they go, I owe a lot of money to people. 
So what your ancestors did is who you're going to pay now. And they create this huge, huge bureaucracy that employs all these people. The sad thing was it was written three years ago. And I, it's, I think it may come to fruition. So it may wow. happen. Yeah, we're going to look up your family tree and see what part of this you may get taxed every year. Because you were part of the problem. Somebody, remember, it used to be that governments can't hand out money unless they offset it somewhere. Somewhere. Now, for you, right. it, remember when Obama was president and everybody was losing their mind because he ran a budget deficit of $1.2 trillion at the height of the financial crisis when we were fighting two wars? Now we're going to run, what, a $6 trillion, $5 trillion deficit, and nobody seems to care. Nah, it's all good, as long as they just keep handing out money. Why not get a television and an Xbox, too? You know? It's just complete it. It'll calm everybody down. I don't know, man. It's getting crazy. We'll talk about the dollar when we get back. Final segment, man. I'll tell you, I could do another two hours today with what I'm looking at. U.S. economy, according to Stephen Roach, has been afflicted with some significant macro imbalances. Uh, duh, to save the least. For a long time, though, namely a very low domestic savings rate, and that, of course, the issue, the, the states have made up for that, and they're handing out money with stimulus, but it can only go so far. They better hurry up and get some more out. we got a chronic current account deficits. The former Morgan Stanley Asia chairman told CNBC's Trading Nation yesterday, he says the dollar is going to fall very, very sharply. His forecast is for at least a 35% drop. So... Let me see. That's uh, what does that add on to gold? That puts gold about gets us up to about eight, nine grand, which is where we're heading. I tell you, we're going to twenty grand. It's going to take a massive, massive uh, inflection. I mean, something that they just can't paper over, and the gold markets go crazy. They'll probably shut them off. Now the old low. They'll probably shut the gold markets off. I'm calling. Was in the low 70s, 71 and change. 72 was the old low on the on the uh, the Finex, the dollar index. Uh, if Roach is right, we'll we'll be seeing a number in the low 60s before it's over. Unprecedented, which just has to. They just can't keep printing money. And by the way, the the equity markets, even besides the 1800 point drops, just get used to those. When they back it up with another and another, then the stimulus money comes toot sweet. I mean, like right now. Bang. That's the only way they hand it out. Otherwise, they're like, ah, yeah, we got it here. Look how good everything is. It's not good. There's no way out of this. I'd like to tell you there is. If I told you that everything was going to be okay and life was wonderful, we would have a 1,000% more listeners. Right. I didn't come out of retirement because I thought that I thought that everything's going to be okay. Quite the opposite. I don't think it's going to be. I think the dollar's going to collapse. We're going to default on our debt. I believe that people that aren't financially prepared with the correct product are going to have to get in line right in Seattle. Just go downtown Seattle, you know, just every city, because the money isn't going to buy anything. Figure it out. We got an economy around 20 to 21 trillion GDP. And this year, the federal government, all by itself, all by itself, is going to spend over 8 trillion. 
And things aren't getting better. The summer has not abated the virus. We just reported, what, twenty, almost 2,400 right. Arizona cases and Florida, huge increases in the numbers. Arizona, uh, Florida, 2,700-plus new cases. Arizona, the previous high was 1,600, 2,395, I think. So let's call it 2,400 new cases here in Arizona. And Open Table came out and said, as we've seen the spikes now in the states that have opened, Restaurant reservations, which had been improving and improving and improving, fell off a cliff, down 78%. And again, as I said earlier, they can tell you anything about it. Nobody knows. I'd like to see, I don't know, how about 60 minutes? Do Put 100 coronavirus survivors of all ages and put them on and say, what happened to you? 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 I think it would help. I think it would help. Going, yeah, I had it. I got sick. I was out for two months. I was out for two weeks. And you keep hearing people have it. They don't even know they have it. So right. you don't know what to what expect. What is it real? Should, what is it? Should man? we be scared about this or should it be a nothing? I don't know. They won't let us know. That's the problem. I don't know. It's crazy. It's just crazy. But it can't, can't keep people afraid if you give them all the facts. Right. If they keep you afraid, which may be the point, which may be the point right. as we head into the globalist society and the one world currency, which is probably coming here. So. Gold's up 11, 17.32. Silver's up 30 cents, 17.70. The Dow's up 600 big ones. As yeah. uh, Jay Powell's going to bail out everybody. Everybody. Yeah, get your municipal window. See, we should become our own city. You think CHOP will get a check? <laughs> CHOP can go to the Fed window. They're a new municipality. God bless everybody. We'll see you tomorrow, good Lord willing. Thank you for turning in, and I really mean that. Thank you. Bye now.